0: Alright, it's to the max, here we are, episode 3, and you know what the fuck it is, except you don't yet, because we're only on episode 3, it's May 29th, 2020, and I did a little more structure this time, I got a little more structure going with this this little thing I'm doing, because I kind of enjoy just something to do right now. And it's not because of COVID. It's because I'm a boring person in general. I don't do much. You know. You keep the circle close. But they tell you. No. Scratch. They tell you keep the circle close. But then you don't have much to do. When the circle's close and you don't have a lot of people, that was a terribly worded way and a terrible way to start this podcast. But I promise you that it's going to be a little more organized and I have a planned little uh a rant and a kind of a more um, directed message I want to get out there, kind of put put more of my views out and what I'm more like uh, savvy in. I would say, apologize for any background noise. I do have the window open again. If you listen to episode one, you know that. Sometimes I like to smoke cigarettes, and I uh, while well, I record. And yeah, they're still screaming, but I'm not gonna let that faze me. Um, but to start off today, um, looks like um, good news. George Floyd. Hold on one second, George Floyd um his murderer and let me make sure i'm saying that right really quick i'm gonna look at i'm it's floyd right yes i i feel like i said lloyd a lot in the last episode but i know it's floyd but i get i don't know and it's it's an understandable mistake i think floyd and lloyd but i know who he is george floyd you know rest rest in peace all respect to him and his family but the cop that murdered him has been arrested we had a clap justice one step closer one step closer to it's not over there's still racism out there and we know that and everyone knows that but you know it is what it is man technology be throwing me off when I be recording these podcasts because I'm getting notifications that my um podcast is not available available on Spotify which is awesome So I guess this will be the first um, Spotify fucking podcast. Dope, dope, dope. Um, But yeah, anyways, back to that. Uh, Good to see him get arrested because he fucking deserves it because he's a piece of shit scumbag who killed someone and he deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life, in my opinion. Um, Okay, moving on to something a little more funny and it's actually something I kind of caught in the moment. Um, I do follow the Barstool Verse, I'm a stoolie. I enjoy the all their content, you know, go, prez, go, all that. Um, But I just got to say, man, <laughs> Roger Goodell, you are the most pussy motherfucker I have ever met. Sorry, not met. I've ever seen. You are the most pussy motherfucker I have ever seen. You ran a background check on him inside all the incidents that you knew about already. But you had to go into the background check to tell him no. You couldn't tell him no. First of all, this is a dumb move. Why not just fucking get it over with? Wear the clown shirt when he goes there. Fucking make him eat his words. Say, hey, man, decision. Business is business. You understand. Boom. I mean, like, play it cool, bro. If you play it, like, I don't know, you know. I think that's kind of what everyone's saying. But if he would have just played it cool, I just don't see how turning him down is going to help him. Like I think I don't think it's going to become a big deal or anything, unless he, you know, you know, Dave probably will turn into a big deal. He already is on Twitter. It literally happened minutes, probably 30 minutes, 20 minutes ago. Um, but yeah, it's going to go wild for them. But in the grand scheme of things, I guess he did play his cards pretty well. He's a pro. I mean, you got to give him that. Um, but I think it would have just been a lot better for him if he would have just, you know, put his, put his, you know, feet to the fire a little bit on that one and just taken some heat and moved on with his life. He looked a lot better. Then again, I think it's just like the yin and the yang thing in the universe. I think they need each other. But enough about them. Uh, I just think that that Goodell just continues to make funny, stupid, idiotic mistakes. Um, it's just hilarious to me. Quit water break. Um. All right, man. Last uh, last little topic today. Um. I don't know how long this is gonna run, but uh, let me. Yeah, it's not gonna run too long, but I'm gonna explain my point of view of being an Alabama fan in the state of Houston. All right. I'm an SC guy. I was born in Northport, Alabama. All right. That's like minutes away from the University of Alabama's campus. My father worked at the University of Alabama for like damn near thirty years. I don't know the exact amount of time, but damn near thirty years. All right. I'm born and bred Bama fan. There ain't no bandwagon. There ain't no oh I'm a hillbilly. I didn't go to the school, but I didn't go to any school, man. I went to I went to, you know, high school, but I didn't go to no college. So I hate when I, – I hate people – there are certain people out there that will be like, oh, Bama fans. They're just that guy that wants to root for the good team. You know, he's a guy over in AutoZone that has the Alabama hat and says, roll tide. You know, no, man. Nah, man. It runs deep in this – like, and in, in you can, you tell that in Houston. You can really see who's a Bama fan and who's not because it's far. There are people out here, and, you know, we repping out here, bro. We got our little areas. And I got stories about that kind of, like, being in Texas for games and going to bars with my mom and family. And I can say for later podcasts. But basically, I just want to explain what it's like being out here, okay? And, like, who I deal with being a Bama fan. And it's not just in the SEC. It's not just in the SEC. But we're going to start in the SEC. And I'm going to start with the A&M fans. And I think everyone that's not an AM fan in the state of Texas and pretty much everywhere kinda thinks AM's a bit off the in the football area. They're a bit off. Um I've written down anm fla- AM fans are flaming psychopaths. <laughs> but I mean like the cheerleader thing's weird. It's more culty than like okay, all college football teams are a cult, right? All colleges are cults. But for some reason, the A&M one seems a little more culty to me. I don't know if it's my opinion. I think that's an opinion of many people, but I think that a fans make it look more culty. Like they're wearing milkmen now. What what are they wearing? Why don't you have some chicks? Like I know that might sound misogynistic or whatever, like patriarchal or whatever. But like, come on, bro. we better than this. I don't know, but that that's, and the thing is, they're really not even relevant, so they don't talk much trash, they did talk trash with the Johnny thing, but I think they knew that year we won the national championship, if I recall correctly, and I think 2012 was the year that they beat us, and we won, um, shredded Notre Dame, I believe, if I'm off, I'm sorry, I'm not on my A game, it's work, whatever, fuck you, um, <laughs> but yeah. He um that's like their one time and even then they didn't talk as much shit. But when they first got to the SEC, they were they were some shit talkers. They they weren't great. But they've calmed down, they've kind of found their place. And you know what I will say something good about AM fans is AM fans are not AM fans, but I think A and M belongs in the SEC over Missouri for sure. I think they're the better um pickup. I would have liked to see A and M and if we could have got UT, and actually, it's a perfect segue to the next team in Texas you got to deal with, the UT fans. Now, look, UT's lately been quiet. I know we got the, I'm back, we're back, The whatever that motherfucker's name is, is it Sam Hellinger. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't got a computer in front of me, y'all. I'm doing this ghetto style up in here, you know, but um, they're really not back, and everyone sees through it. And Tom Herman. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's the solution. Like, They should have someone like Nick Saban with the money and the resources and the publicity and the just the school itself. They should have a caliber coach of Nick Saban or a close, uh, like Dabo, someone. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's a character thing. I don't know who they could have tried. I think maybe it's a more conservative thing. Maybe it's a, uh, a not like a non-SEC like bias. They don't like hiring in the SEC. But I think if they want to compete, you know, I don't know. But the thing about UT fans and there's they're they're not far and few between. But on Twitter, they're they're there. It's they're stuck in two thousand and nine. Oh, Colt McCoy wouldn't have gotten hurt. (laughs) He was playing well, and it was the first quarter. Man, shut up. Dude, y'all's backup, I can't even remember his name. I I think he got hurt too, and so the next guy, they were playing better than Colt was. I think if Colt McCoy stays, then y'all lose by fucking 40 points. Bro, you think Saban didn't have Colt McCoy all over his game plan? Why do you think they even did good in that game? Because we didn't scout them. We didn't scout them. We didn't scout their backups. What the hell we do that for? Especially not their backups backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's really my only gripe with the UT fans, man. They're stuck in 2009. And they always think that they're kind of there. I love Austin. I love the campus. I love fucking the university. but that they, And they kind of know their place. I, I'll give them that. Um, the biggest and the worst, and the most understandably puzzling, like that paradox, <laughs> the, the most puzzling one, but it's understandable, is the LSU fans, man. The LSU fans, there are so many in Houston, and it makes sense because Houston's a hotbed for jobs, blah, 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 blah. You get out of Louisiana, Louisiana, the school system, the school in Houston are great, outside of the inner city. Uh, even that, I can't really talk too much in the inner city because I didn't go in the inner city, but I can't imagine it's any good. Um, but LSU fans, man, they, I, there's something about LSU that I just I fucking can't stand. I have LSU friends, fans' friends. They're fans and they're my friends. And they've taken me two games. They are delusional and dangerous people. Okay? When they're in tiger mode, they're dangerous and delusional. They could be playing Georgia Southern and they're ripping their t-shirts off and screaming at the referees each and every play. And the thing is, y'all just got the coach to match that intensity. Les Miles wasn't shit, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people would agree, Les Miles was stopping you from being great. Les Miles was stopping you from being great. Ed Orgeron is smart enough to know that I got my dream job, and I have channels. I've been in the college football realm. I know the people. I know the moves. I know the shakers. I know who can run a good team, okay? I've seen the goods, and I've seen the bads. So he learned from his Ole Miss bullshit. He went to a big team, his dream team. He'd been there, but he got it, and he made the biggest and best choices. I mean, Joe Brady, I attribute that more than I give him the title over Joe Burrow, man. He was the MVP of that whole season. And you can't give it to a, to Joe Brady, but I would. That's for me. Joe Burrow, not taking anything away from him. Great play, great quarterback, great vision, great arm. I think he's gonna do good things in the NFL, barring if he, you know, injury or just the general suckiness of the Cincinnati Bengals. But. That being said, man, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. The LSU fans are wild, dude, and it gets hostile. It, the good thing is you don't get many Auburn fans. I've, you know, I run into them, and it's funny because I become friends with the Auburn fans, like weirdly, like when I'm not in the state. Um, but when I'm in Texas, yeah, like I somehow always end up like a neighbor, or, you know, someone like you kind of like have to be friends with, like our, you know, parents. My mom's friend is. Some bullshit happens and you end up being friends with them. And they're insufferable. But you don't get that as much down here in Houston. In Houston, the Bam fans really, they got to worry about LSU. They got to worry about everybody because we got a target on our back. And like I say, it's hard being the best. Okay? I don't give a fuck who won last year. It's hard being the best. You can't tell me that Nick Saban is not a better coach. All time, I don't give a fuck than Dabo swing. Can't tell me. Can't tell me that. When Dabo wins at another, if he goes somewhere else and wins championship there, then we'll talk, okay? Especially if he were to do it at an ACC school. If he could go to another ACC school and make them great, whew, then we could talk. All right, then we'll talk. But till then, I think I think Nick Saban is definitely the top, and we are the top. So, it's hard to be the best. Sorry about it. Alright guys, I appreciate you listening, man. Another fun, a little more organized. I hope you like to organize a little longer. Sorry about that. But I think we're on Spotify now, apparently. I just got the note on here. So, that's dope. Um, maybe we'll reach more people, maybe not. I don't really care. This are my thoughts, my rambles, my talk. It's all dumb stuff, and it's all my opinion. Hope y'all enjoy it to the max. I'm out. Peace.